And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. You're listening to Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal, and thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us for another episode of Upon Further Review, brought to you by our pals at Coors Light. I forgot to say at the top, per usual, we are in our fantastic pod studio here at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, and energy is high. The vibes are up, the sun is shining, because your 2022 Las Vegas Raiders are in the win column officially. Yes, 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 we waited for a little bit longer than we all would have liked to officially uh, to officially notch our first W, but the silver and black handled business just the other day, or a few days ago now, finishing off the Denver Broncos 32-23 to, like I said, earn their first W of 2022. Uh, and it's an important win for a lot of reasons. We are going to get into that in just a little bit. We are also going to talk to one of the stars of the show from Sunday afternoon at Allegiant Stadium, our very own Amik Robertson. He who uh, had the beautiful scoop and score, looking very agile, looking very natural, I should say, with the football in his hands, eventually returning that to the end zone to notch uh, the first Raiders defensive touchdown in, well, quite some time. Now, like I said, good show today. We're feeling strong. The energy is high. We are now looking ahead officially to week five of the NFL season, a Monday night football clash between your Las Vegas Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. All eyes of the NFL world focused on Kansas City when Derek Carr and company descend into Arrowhead to take on Pat Daddy Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. But like I said, a lot to talk about. We're going to recap the win a little bit. We're going to look ahead to the Kansas City Chiefs. But before we do all that, we begin as we always do with... Our transactions brought to you by Shift 4 Payments. So since the last time we spoke, a handful of transactions for your Las Vegas Raiders. Dave Ziegler and company keeping us on our toes per usual. So beginning the month off, I should say, on October 1st, the Las Vegas Raiders signed guard Alec Bars. They waived tackle Jackson Barton and re-signed safety Isaiah Palomao to the practice squad. They also activated cornerback Nikhil Roby Coleman and cornerback Javelin Guidry from the practice squad. Two days later, on October 3rd, cornerback Nikhil Roby Coleman and Javelin Guidry reverted back to the practice squad. We've seen this move uh, pretty much every week of 2022 for the Raiders. Coach McDaniels actually talked about it earlier this week, just saying, hey, you know, we're taking advantage of every guy that we have on the roster, every guy on the practice squad. They know that their name, their number is going to be called at some point, and they got to stay ready. And speaking of the practice squad, the very next day, on October 4th, the Las Vegas Raiders signed linebacker Blake Martinez and friendly face tackle Jackson Barton to the practice squad. For those of you who recognize Blake Martinez's name, you recognize it for good reason. He'd been in the league for a hot minute and very familiar with what Patrick Graham likes to do defensively. They spent a few seasons together over there in New York with the football Giants. And it remains to be seen 
whether or not Mr. Martinez suits up this upcoming Monday night against the Kansas City Chiefs. I know there's been a lot of speculation from the fan base, from the local media here, that he's just going to be plopped right into action. And look, time will uh, time will tell exactly what his role is. But another uh, another versatile, athletic depth piece for this Raiders defense, a Raiders defense that really is playing pretty good ball right now, specifically in the second half. And we're going to talk to Amik about those halftime adjustments here in just a little bit. But as we said at the top, first and foremost and most importantly, the Las Vegas Raiders won a football game on Sunday afternoon. It was a great day at Allegiant Stadium. A fantastic day to be a fan of the Silver and Black. A beautiful day to be a member of the Raider Nation. As Derek Carr and company took care of business 32-23, taking down Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. And like I said, an important win for a variety of reasons. I think first and foremost, win number one. We were talking to Will Compton during the fifth quarter the other day, I guess two weeks ago now, whatever it was, after the Titans game. And I think he said it best. He said, look, at the time, the team was 0-3, and he goes, don't even worry about the postseason right now. Don't worry about what the next six, six weeks look like. Don't worry about getting back to 500. Don't worry about any of that. He goes, this team needs to focus on getting one win. And it, it was like such a simple way to phrase it, but it was really like, like I said, the most effective way that I've heard it, the most, you know, kind of on-brand thing for this team. Just like, don't worry about what's going to happen in November and December and January and, oh, what does this mean now for, you know, the AFC playoff picture, blah, blah, blah. Just get a W. Get the first one out of the way. And that's exactly what the Raiders did Sunday afternoon in front of the home crowd, the home faithful at Allegiant. And I really think for me, outside of the importance of just notching win number one, it was illuminating. It was educational. It was whatever adjective you want to use. We learned a little bit about the formula for how the Raiders can be successful in 2022. And I think the formula is going to change. I think that no team the Raiders included, the Chiefs included, anyone in the AFC West included. There is no team that, as we record this on October 6th, knows exactly who they are, that has reached their final form. I think one of the beautiful things about the NFL is that we constantly see that week-to-week, you know, not evaluation, we see that week-to-week adjustment. We see that week-to-week ability to be malleable, to change, to morph based on who the opponent is. And I think that there's a fine line between having the ability to be multiple, right, offensively and on defense as well, but also knowing who you are and what you do well. And I think through the first couple weeks of the NFL season, we were still trying to figure out who is this Raiders team, specifically on the offensive side of the football. They have all the talent in the world. But who are they? What can they do better than anyone else? And while we still don't have that answer, I think for me, we learned, we got a few, a little clearer on what the picture of that is. Because you look at the formula that the Raiders used Sunday afternoon at Allegiant Stadium, and it was this. Pound the ball, control the line of scrimmage, and let Derek work off of that. And when I say pound the rock, man, I mean, they did that in an incredible way. I'm looking at the numbers here. The silver and black finish with 38 carries for 212 yards and two touchdowns. Once again, 38 carries, 212 yards, two touchdowns. And the bell cow, the man who has had a superb start to 2022, number 28, Josh Jacobs. Josh goes for 144 yards and both touchdowns, averaging north of five yards a carry. He was a man possessed, a career day for number 28, uh, a dude who was and I'll say it, the best football player on that field Sunday afternoon at Allegiant. A dude who is just in the zone, 
in such an intense way. A guy who just, you know, we, we've seen a very, I don't want to say a more motivated Josh Jacobs because I think that every week that we have seen Josh since he put on the silver and black a few years back, he has been committed to one thing and one thing only, playing the best football that he can, helping this team win. But the 2022 version of Josh Jacobs has been awesome to see simply because he is playing out of his mind right now. Out of his mind. Like I said, a career day for Josh against a very, very good Denver Broncos defense. And I think that's one thing that's getting getting lost in this a little bit. That's a really good defense. That is a legit, no-nonsense, top-five defense in the NFL. And Josh Jacobs and the Raiders offensive line said, not today, guys. We're going to work, and we're going to establish who we are at the line of scrimmage, and we're going to do it for a full 60 minutes. So you have the run game rolling. You have it kicking. You have it firing on all cylinders. And off of that, you let Derek go to work. And perhaps, you know, I don't say more importantly, but kind of within that, you see Devontae Adams go to work. And you might think like, oh, man, the Raiders ran for 200-plus yards on the ground. That's great. You know, they probably got away from the, the passing game a little bit. Not so. Devontae Adams had 13 targets. Hauled in nine catches for 101 yards. That'll work. When you have a guy like Devontae Adams, and this is, I think, what's really interesting to me, that, that delicate balance, that really kind of unique dance that Josh McDaniels is going to have to do all throughout this season. If you can get the run game rolling like this, you also got to find a way to get your Devontae rolling too. Devontae Adams, one of the premier pass catchers in this game, you got to figure out a way to get him his touches. And give Coach McDaniels credit because he struck that balance perfectly Sunday afternoon against the Broncos. Yeah, Josh ate. Yeah, the run game was in the zone, fully in the matrix. But Devontae got his touches. 13 of them. 13 targets to Devontae. And like I said, he hauled in nine catches for for just north of 100 yards. That is the formula. That's it. Now, sure, would you like to see Darren Waller get involved a little bit more? He, He finishes his day with three catches for 24 yards. Absolutely you would. Does Hunter Renfro, when he gets back in the mix, does he add a unique wrinkle? Absolutely. We'll ha- we have to wait and see whether he's back on Monday night as Hunter kind of still works his way through the protocol. As we record this on a Thursday, we saw him back on the practice field yesterday for the first time in the non-contact jersey, but all the same, still a positive step to get number 13 back on the field. So is this the final form? No, it's not. Like I said, no team in the NFL has reached their final form offensively or defensively. defensively. But it is going to be really, really exciting to watch these guys go to work, watch them get better, and really see what Coach McDaniels, how he evolves and he adapts. And I think for me, perhaps the best thing, before we get to our conversation with Amik Robertson, the best thing for me from Sunday's game, outside of the W, and we haven't even talked about the start to the season that Max Crosby's having. I mean, we could do a whole nother complete segment on, on Mad Max and, and everything that he's got going on. By the way, big news here in, the, in, uh, in Las Vegas. Feels like we're all on Max Crosby baby watch. Every single person. And first and foremost, the most important thing, I hope Max's baby little, uh, little girl and, and, uh, and his fiance are healthy and we have a, a fantastic labor and delivery and all that stuff. That's most important. But I am excited to see that. When, when's his baby? Jo- Coach was joking about it the other day. Like He's like, oh, man, you know, I'm trying to tell him some tricks and tips to get this, uh, this baby out into the world. But big news. Everyone's waiting. We're all just sitting, waiting, wishing, hoping for a healthy baby girl to come join Raider Nation here in a few days. So uh, best of luck, Max, and, uh, and the entire Crosby family. But back to my original point. The thing to me that was, I, I think, most exciting and most encouraging 
from Sunday's win. And we've seen it in the first couple weeks of the regular season that when something's working, the Raiders at times got away from it a little bit. Whether it was, hey, Josh is running really well. Okay, let's try to get Derek uh, and the passing game involved. Or, hey, maybe Derek's kind of in the zone. Let's try to get Josh involved. Vice versa. Whatever it was. For me, it was encouraging as heck that Josh McDaniels and the Raiders coaching staff saw that Josh Jacobs was just doing his thing in the zone, feeding him, feeding him, feeding him. And they didn't get away from it. Now, sure, there was a series or two where maybe J.J. didn't get the kind of touches that, that we would have liked to see. But overall, the Raiders rode the hot hand. And the hot hand was number 28 on Sunday afternoon. So that ability to adapt, to perhaps change, I don't want to say a game plan, but have the ability to, to not outsmart yourself, to look, in the, to look at the field and say, this running back is out of his mind. Let's let him go to work. That, to me, the commitment to just understanding that someone is doing their thing and you just need to ride that wave, brother, that was really exciting to me. Uh, another exciting moment during that Sunday afternoon game at Elysian Stadium was the Amik Robertson scoop and score. Oh, a defensive touchdown for your Las Vegas Raiders? Yes, sir! It's been a while. Been a minute since we've seen one of those. But Amik made sure that that streak came into an end. Shout out to Deron Harmon for forcing a fumble. Amik for being Johnny on the spot. Boom. Ball in his hands. And then he just went to work, man. He went to work. I mean, he looked like a wide receiver. He looked like a running back. He looked like a skill position guy with the ball in his hand. He's pointing out blocks. And, and shout out to Nate Hobbs, too, for throwing a fantastic block there at the end. But, man, I mean, what a beautiful play. If you're, a defend- if you're Patrick Graham, you could not be more excited by what you saw in that play. But... Patrick Graham did have a, a few friendly criticisms, a few friendly critiques for Amik as he was uh, you know, traversing down the football field and ultimately ending up in the end zone. But it was a, it was a momentum-swinging play. It was a play that the Raiders have not had in, the, in this version of this team in 2022. And so the fact that they got one and it set the tone, very, very exciting. And Amik was good enough to join us. So we thank him a lot and sit back, relax, and enjoy our conversation with Amik Robertson. The snap and the handoff to Gordon across the 40, down to the 35, and the ball is out! And Robertson has it in his stomach, and he's racing downfield for the Raiders. 50, 45, 40, Robertson near sideline, 20, 10, defensive touchdown, Raiders! No penalty flags down on the field, Jason. This is a good play. This is going to stand for the Raiders' defense. Amik Robinson comes away big after the big stick on Melvin Gordon to jaw that football loose. Amik, man, we were talking on, on the walk-in, so the touchdown ball is in a safe place, right? Yes, it's at sir. home. Yes, sir. We're going to make it all fancy and shiny, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's, a, it's in a very safe place, you know, at my house. You know, I was, you know, it was, I, it was just a blessed, blessed experience, man. You know, I make sure I cherish that ball forever. So we were, we were talking to you that you said, oh, I got some, I haven't scored a touchdown since high school or college or whatever it was. He goes, yeah. me and the ball had some catching up to do. Yeah. So, I mean, just take, take me through that play, right? I mean, you see the ball pop up in the air. And I imagine at that point, what, what kind of goes into your mind when you see it loose? Be a playmaker. Uh, you know, try to do whatever you can to change, change the game. You know, and that's how, I, that's what kind of mindset I've, I've been having since I was young. You know, that's, I feel like that's what makes me different. You know, uh, I can get you the ball, whatever. You know, coming out of college, I was a ball guy. You know, I made some, made some plays, you know, on the ball, 
getting in the end zone. So just that moment, just being able to feel that ball again, you know, I knew I had to do something special, you know, and I was, in, you, know, I'm, you know, I was glad that I was able to do it in front, you know, one of the best fans in the world. You know, not to build you up too much, but, you know, you see some DBs when they get their ball, the ball in their yeah. hands, they look kind of goofy running, right? They don't yeah. know exactly what to do. I mean, dude, you look like a receiver out there. You're pointing yeah. out guys to block. I mean, yeah. it seemed very nice when you get the ball in your hands. Yeah, I mean, you know, growing up, you know, I was always an offensive guy. I didn't transition to defense till probably uh, late high school. You know, I knew I, was, I wasn't I was a 4-2 guy. You know, I knew I was undersized. So one of my guys told me, you should try defense. So I've always felt like I was a defensive guy. I mean, I was an offensive guy just playing defense. You know, so like I said, once I got the ball, I knew what to do with it. And I mean, you got to give credit to the other guys on on the. Yeah, uh, on definitely. The, I mean, some of those blocks, dude. Definitely. I mean, you guys. I mean, coach was joking about it after the game. It was. It almost looked like a punt yeah. return or a kick return because guys just that flip switch, and it was like, yeah. all right, let's get in, let's get in the end zone. Yeah, definitely. Like as soon as I got it, I, I knew like I felt like I had to score. You know, I had to make a play. You know, and I had guys, and I honestly made it harder than what it really looked at because like. I cut inside. Yeah, you were dancing white a little bit. Yeah, I yeah you were dancing a little bit. I, had, I was around Buku white jerseys when I could have just bounced outside with Max and Nate and all those guys was there. And, you know, I was glad they was able to, you know, lead the way from me and, you know, help me help me uh, score that touchdown. Is that something coach brings up in, in film study the next day? was like, listen, Mick, I'm glad you got in there, bud. But like, Definitely. Hey, yeah. <laughs> he paused it. He, like, you know, we had the meeting. Everybody was laughing. You know, he was like, oh, ball security. And he, because at first when I got it, I was swinging with it at first. <laughs> but when, when I saw Sutton reach for it, I kind of tucked it. You know, like tucked it, like you know, and he was like a ball security, and everybody was like, "Yes, you know, whatever." <laughs> so I had the ball security, and then, you know, once I knew I was gone, I started swinging it to like speed up, you know. And then I kind of celebrated a little early. He paused it when I was holding the ball with two hands. You know, he was like, "Good thing nobody was behind you." Whatever. I was like, "Nah, I was able to see myself." You know, on on the screen, I knew nobody was behind me, so I started <laughs> celebrating. You know, you've had an interception and a, and a scoop scoop and score in the early stages of 2022. Which is more fun for for you? I think I think the scoop and score was probably the most funnest because I showed people that what I can do my my abilities. You know, I showed people that you know I ain't just a regular DB. You know, of course it comes with you know consistency. You know, of course, you know, I don't want that just to be the only moment that people remember me of. You know, I also want to make more plays and show people that, you know, I'm not an average DB. You know, um, I think, I, you know, I built my confidence now. Like, you know, you know, my confidence then, I'm just trying to build on to that. I don't want to get complacent. How many more big plays with the ball in your hands do we have to have before you go up to coach and say, Josh, I'm I'm ready as a as a reserve running back. I can work out of a wildcat. <laughs> I need a package. Josh has been in this league a long time, man. You know, so I I, I don't know if I ever have have enough, you know, touchdowns, you know, to come up to him and say, Oh, coach, put me on offense. I have, you know, so Josh knows what he's doing, you know, and so until until he come up to me, you know, I'll, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go up to him. I, I feel like he got those guys, you know, in that position to make plays. The smart man. Uh, on a serious note, though, you, you go wire to wire in that Broncos game. When I think it was, it was you, Nate, and I think it was one of the guys on defense who played every single snap. Mm -hmm. I mean, what is you, what does your body feel like when you wake up on Monday morning, having put that much wear and tear on it over the course of an afternoon? Oh, it's definitely so. You know, that's why you prepare a practice. You know, after practice, Josh have us running. You know, just, just to prepare our mind for those kind of moments, those situations, you know, the gotta, gotta have it situations, you know, moments that you know, like, we're going to be tired, you know, but we got to dig a little deeper, you know, because no one want to have that feeling. I feel like when you're tired, it feel worse losing than that feeling of being tired because soon or later, that's just a mental. You know, you, once you take a two-minute break, 
you know, that that tiredness is 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 gone. You know, you didn't build your win back, but losing that's a bad taste that, you know, sticks sticks with you for a long time. So that's why I try to make sure we stay in shape and, you know, make sure we prepare for those guys to have it moments. You know, we're almost a quarter of the way through the season, which is crazy to say. But I mean I think one thing when you, you kinda of look at themes of the early goings of twenty twenty two, at least defensively speaking, the adjustments that you guys have made in the second half, I mean, we've seen it from week one to yeah. to on to Sunday. So, I mean, what does a Patrick Graham halftime kind of look like for you guys? Because it seems like, hey, maybe they got us in the first 30, but mm-hmm. you guys have really adjusted well coming out of the, the locker room. I think room. he does a great job of adjusting, you know, because some things we prepare during practice and it might have some tweaks in it. And, you know, his halftime adjustments hasn't, hasn't denied us yet. So, you know, at the end of the day, he's our leader. He's a guy that, you know, that we look up to, that we listen to, you know, that, you know, he's the captain of this defense. So, you know, we have, and and we trust his word. So at halftime, if you want to make this adjustment, that's what we do. And we try to capitalize that, you know, at the at the best of our ability and try to, you know, kind of eliminate those mistakes that we had in the previous half, you know. So I think he does a great job of, of adjusting and putting us in the right spot, you know, for us, for us to succeed as a defense. You know, speaking of coach, I got to get you out of here in a second because I don't want him yeah. to get mad at you yeah. for being no, late for good. meetings. It's but I, I got to say, man, in the early goings of 2022, mm-hmm. the shot of you on the sideline after the pick has got to be my favorite. The yeah. ang, you know, just looking into the camera. Yeah. We got 21 Wolf on the eye black. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that dude, that was cold. That's a yeah. cold look. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, the, the wolf kind of is really a symbol of warrior, but I know uh, wolf, wolf, like wolves is one of my favorite animals. You know, so I know wolves hunt, you know, so when I'm out there, that's, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm hunting, you know, like I'm out to get anybody in my, in my pet, you know, now that I got the confidence that I have, like, I know what I'm aiming for, you know, and, and, uh, the wolf symbol also, you know, symbolizes warrior, you know, cause you know, my grandpa gave me that name, you know, before, you know, he, he died, you know, he always taught me even when things tough, you know, even when things are going good, when it's going bad, always had that mindset to continue to elevate, you know, it's always levels, you know, so even when I caught that pick, I mean, I mean, even when I got that fumble and ran into the end zone, even after those hits, I still had that mindset of, of, I still wanted to kill, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like my job wasn't wasn't done yet, you know, and until that clock hit zero and we had won, won the game. And we still got a long season yeah, to go, so definitely. there's a lot more plays definitely. to be made. Well, Mika, I appreciate you, man. Like I said, we got to get you, get you into meetings. Don't want Coach mad at me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good luck on Monday night, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon, all right, brother? Thank you. And a big shout-out to Amik for coming to hang out with us. And I will say, for the record, because I know we talked about it there at the end, Amik did get to a team meeting on time. No one was late. No one got in trouble. We abided by the time. And uh, and Amit got to got to work in a in a timely manner. But a big thank you to him. Big thank you to our PR staff for helping uh, facilitate our little conversation. And uh, and we hope you enjoyed it. But looking ahead now to Monday night, a big game, a primetime game, the Raiders' first primetime game of 2022. We got a few uh, coming down the pipeline here over the next couple of months. But looking ahead to that game, rivalry game, AFC West game, whatever you want to say. An important one for these Raiders. Uh, important for a variety, of, a variety of reasons, because if you handle this one, after the slow start that the Raiders had, a slow start that I don't think any of us really anticipated, if the Raiders can get to 2-3 and three before the bye, if they can take down Patrick Mahomes, one of the best, if not the best, depending who you ask, quarterback in the NFL, leading one of the very best offenses, one of the most versatile and multiple offenses in the NFL, if they can get a W fly back to Las Vegas, and enjoy a bye at 2-3, and three, a chance to get healthy, 
two games, uh, you know, back-to-back Ws, okay, you feel pretty good about yourself. You understand, like, hey, we had some opportunities that slipped through our fingers early in the season, but we've put ourselves in a good position. Let's get healthy and really lock in now for this, uh, you know, the, this next 12, 13, 14 weeks. But we've been playing this game. The Raiders will win if. And coming into Monday night, I think for me, it's, it's I don't want to say overly simple, but to me, it's kind of looking me right in the face. The Raiders will win on Monday night if... They comfortably, key word, comfortably, win time of possession. Now, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense is not a team that needs a ton of opportunity to put up points. They don't. Like I said, one of the best quarterbacks of of one of the best offenses in the game. But if you historically look at the teams that have success against the Chiefs, what do they do? They keep Pat Mahomes on the sideline. And what is the best way to do that? Run the ball. Control the line of scrimmage. See that clock going tick-tock, 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 tick-tock for 60 minutes. So if the Raiders win time of possession by a minute or two minutes, I I don't know if that's going to be good enough. They need to comfortably win time of possession. They need to have Josh Jacobs and and this running back uh, room have another game like they did on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. This offensive line needs to show up again. They need to dominate the line of scrimmage. They need to impart their will against the Chiefs' defense, and that's going to be no easy task. We were going through the, uh, the stats this morning. The Chiefs have the number one rush defense in the NFL. And I'll admit, I was just as surprised as all you guys were to hear that. The number one rush defense in the NFL. And we're almost a quarter of the way through the season. So this is not something they've done for a week or two weeks, or uh, they, they took advantage of some teams that couldn't really do what they wanted uh, in terms of the run game. We're almost a quarter of the way through the season, and the Chiefs are no joke in that area of the field, in that area of the game, I should say. So I'm excited to see, can the Raiders keep building off the momentum that they built, that they, they kind of established for themselves on Sunday? Can they do it? I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. Look, and, and we all know it's such, a, it's a, such a sports cliche, but you throw the records out, you throw out any preconceived notions about either team, when you get a primetime AFC West affair, it's going to be a blast. All the eyes of the NFL world, all the eyes of the sporting world, really, going to be on this game. It's going to be so exciting. I cannot wait to see it. Uh, And another thing, kind of just for everyone to keep in their back pocket, you know who loves primetime games? Like, absolutely loves them? Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams comes into the Monday night game having surpassed 100 receiving yards in each of his past five games in primetime. That's tied with Cooper Cup, who's pretty good, for the longest streak since 1970. If Devontae can tally at least 100 receiving yards against the Chiefs Monday night, he will become the first player to record at least 100 receiving yards in six consecutive primetime games in over 50 years. Dude loves primetime, man. Loves it. When the lights are on, when everyone's watching, that is when Devontae Adams, historically speaking, is at his best. And the Raiders are going to need him at his best come Monday night. Because as much as I love field goals, as much as I love the cash money man, Daniel Carlson, it's going to take touchdowns to beat the Chiefs, not field goals. But before we get out of here... It's time to crack an ice cold bruchacho and hit the old dusty trail. And this is an easy one this week. Not, I didn't have to put a whole lot of thought into it. 
Didn't have to, to delve and scrounge around the interweb to find someone deserving of a cold one. We're cracking this ice-cold bruchacho this week for Josh McDaniels. First win as head coach of the Silver and Black. A fantastic moment. I encourage all of you guys to head on over Raiders.com, see the video that we posted of, uh, of Coach's victory speech. Uh, and then really the coolest part of that whole video is Derek Carr giving him the game ball, something I have a feeling that will mean a lot to Coach, something that will, uh, will be in the man cave. I, a very decorated man cave. I might add, for Coach McDaniels. But, I mean, huge congrats to him. Huge congrats to Zave Ziegler as well. Uh, like I said, it is not easy to win games in the NFL. Uh, we see that year in and year out. But you got to enjoy the enjoy these moments. you got to take advantage of when things are going well. And things are going well right now for your Las Vegas Raiders. So big shout-out to Josh. Big shout-out to Dave and their entire staffs. Very well-deserved. And hopefully it's the first of many, many wins for that tandem in silver and black. Well, I hope the next one of those wins comes Monday night at Arrowhead Stadium. Friendly uh, programming alert, programming reminder. Jason Fitz is back in the fifth quarter with us this evening. We're going fifth quarter after dark because we are going to be recording late. Game is uh, game's in prime time, so call it 8.30, I mean, it'll be late. It'll be past my bedtime by the time we record. So, yeah, make sure that you lock in with us. And I'll say this. Fitz had his first appearance of 2022 last week, and the Raiders won. So hopefully he can keep his streak up. Hopefully we can keep the good mojo rocking in this beautiful podcast studio after the game on Monday night. Uh, like I said, make sure you download the official Raiders app, all that good stuff to hang out with us throughout the afternoon into the evening. Uh, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be very exciting, and I cannot wait. And hopefully, hey, let's go into the bye week with a little energy, huh? Let's go into the bye week with a little momentum. I would love nothing more than that. So, for Eddie Pascal, our guest this week, Amik Robertson, my man Ray on the ones and twos behind the glass, Alexandra and everyone else back in the control room, and everyone at Silver and Black Productions, we thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out with us. And uh, and I will say, we will have another Upon Further Review next week. We'll have a little bi-week recap. Probably no player interview. These guys, uh, we're planning on them, uh, giving them the week off, right? No, no media requests coming in from us, but we will have another version of the show. We'll kind of take stock of where we are as we prepare for a well-deserved little uh, little break, little weekend away. But yeah, just make sure uh, you, you still hang out with us because even though the team doesn't play next week, we will still have another episode of Upon Further Review. So in the meantime, enjoy the game Monday night, and we will catch you guys next week for our bi-week edition of Upon Further Review. Thanks for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app True Connect to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of True Connect exclusively for Raider Nation.